Welcome. This is the first podcast and actually a description of what the podcast is going to be about for Soma Soul Works podcast. And you've got John Berquist here. And uh, who do I have on? This is Chris Skaggs. How do you do? So you're going to be hearing the two of us plus some other folks from Soma from time to time. And what we want to do in this podcast is first welcome you. And we thank you so much for listening. But we want to unpack what you're going to hear here. And, and also a little bit of the Soma story and the whole purpose behind the podcast. Uh, Chris, do you want to start off on just uh, a little bit of that? Yeah, so I think, uh, I think the Soma story is something that has always been uh, fascinating for people, um, how it started um, and where it's come to, to, uh, to so far. Uh, up on the website for years, we've had kind of the first uh, initial pieces of it. And we probably published part two it was been a long time ago, so it's probably been seven, eight years now. But we really haven't kept it up, and people always ask, like, "Wow, how did that start?" Um, you know, it's just it is a pretty dramatic story. Um, and the truth is, like, ever since then, there like there have continued to be those kinds of dramatic stories, those kinds of uh, pieces that people ask how that happened, and and especially what's funny is when when people ask how can we sort of duplicate what Soma did. Our answer is like, I don't, I don't even know if that's possible. Um, we we took a very unusual path. Um, it was really driven by a lot of choices um, that, that God put before us. And we would not have picked for ourselves. Um, it is also punctuated by some really big opportunities and, and that we could have never made for ourselves. So uh, so I think it's, it, it's a fun story. Um, and it's one that for us is always very sobering because it's, sort of, it's sort of this awareness ongoing that as much as you make your plans, um, God always has something else that he's doing. Right. Um, and uh, it's exciting and fun, um, and, and but for a control freak, it's it, it can be maddening at times. Right. I I think that's probably one reason we haven't written uh, part three of that story on the website, just because it it is a bit un, unsettling, just because there's so many twists and turns in in this story. Um, and we're going to dive into that story in a probably like a three part or more series as we get this podcast going. Um, but that's great. So. Chris, can you explain a little bit who we are and what Soma Games is and where we're going maybe with, with Soma as far as a brand? Because we're not just going to be Soma Games anymore. Yeah, so Soma Games um, was sort of like put on paper in 2005. It wrote its first code in 2008. Um, and long story short is that we, we felt called to make mainstream video games while being sort of open and true about our pretty pretty classical Christian worldview. Um, I use the word classical because I don't know a better like word that. yet. But it, <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah I, I, like I literally that. just made that up right now. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's, not, it's not particularly Catholic or Protestant. And, and so, I, but that's, I'm not making a denominational statement. I'm saying that we draw from, we draw from really the whole history of the church that we know. Um, and that, that includes everything from, you know, year 34 AD to, to current, um, we, we draw from a lot of different traditions where we find life. Um, and so, so that, that seems like the right word, classical Christianity. Um, you know, we believe in both the gifts of the spirit and we believe in, in like really good doctrine. So it's, it's kind of everything in between. Yeah. Um, and we hope it's a, it's a fair model. Anyways, Soma Games started back then um, to be, uh, to make video games. But we always knew that it was sort of a means to an end. That that really the heart of Soma was uh, was was something larger, both in media um, and in ministry. And so um, here we are in 
2020. And uh, this podcast is one part of of what we have as the whole kind of ministry oriented aspect of our operation, which is most recently called Soma Soul Works. Um, I think as of today, that that name is probably likely to stay, but it's but nothing's set in stone yet. And and it is our deliberate efforts to share what we've learned. Um, um, I know that uh, John and I and Randy and kind of other founders, we've just found a whole lot of life and excitement and adventure uh, in our in our walk with Christ, and we want to share that with people. Well, for years we've done that. It's more than fifteen years. How long have we been doing boot camp? It's been over a decade at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been sharing that through men's camps, um, which you know we're very passionate about. But more and more, we just want to expand that audience and the people that that God seems to bring to us through Soma Games have been kind of gamers, right? It's, it's been, right. it's been people who, uh, often it's the twenties and thirties. It's, you know, often people who are sort of post-college, but pre-family. Um, and, uh, and we see, we see a real hunger that, uh, we think it's a niche that hasn't really, people aren't really speaking to it, but it feels to be like the, the, the folks that are God brings to our door. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because we we knew this kind of stuff was coming. We just didn't know what to do with it. And and one way we would approach it is these things we call Jesus time on Wednesdays. And we'll unpack that a little bit more in a in a, in a session uh, that'll come soon. But last year we went on this what we call a vision quest, um, or maybe God took us on a vision quest. We didn't go on it. We agreed to go on it. And in that, he really unpacked a lot of different things around this SoulWorks, not just SoulWorks, but the whole company, but this was a big piece of it. And the first of that was that was Tempest Devum, and that was about a year and a half in the making, where we had these Jesus times, and these are things that we did on Wednesday mornings for even before Soma Games was around, uh, when Chris had Code Monkeys. And these were times where we just tithed our time and spent time either in prayer or sharing in a session or a topic, like Chris said, you know, these classic Christian topics from back in, you know, zero AD all the way to today. And from that, we realized we have so many resources to share and we didn't want to keep that inside the shop. And so we started this thing called Tempest Divum, which it just means it's in Latin, it means divine time. And so we started with that and we started, I think we got our first episode out in January and that's been going really well. We're up to episode 11 or 12. And uh, that's a piece of soul works in getting kind of what we do in the shop out to the world. Um, And another piece I would say is the mentorship, which it's funny we say mentorship. and, And I think that those are one of the things that started even before we knew we knew what we were doing. And that's in, you know, folks showing up saying, Hey, you're doing what I'd like to do, or I like what I'd like to learn to do. Can I, can I have an internship or can I work for you? Or can I just have a call with you? And so rather than those things being job shadows or internships, we wanted to be more purposeful about that. So that's another piece of soul works that we are headed into. Can you talk a little bit about that, Chris? Yeah, totally. Um, I think that when you when you talk about mentorship, it brings something that is uh, that has been on my mind a lot, and, and it's, it's sort of this idea of of fatherhood, um, and I mean that in a really broad kind of like best case scenario sense. Um, there's a lot of there's this there's this idea of like there's a lot of teachers out there. There's a lot of people who say a lot of things, um, right. and but I think that the the heart of of our soul works basically. What I think that our 
our, our mission so far has actually been a lot more personal than just teaching. Um, the ministry has been very, very hands-on. Um, one of the things that I think, I don't know that we did this deliberately, but we do draw from so many resources. And it reminds me of, it reminds me of a teacher has their material. You know, they, they have the thing that they're an expert in, their, their whatever, their area of, of, of interest. But I think a father has a toolbox full of stuff. And there's, there's very much that, that sense of, of Proverbs of you raise up a child in the way they should go, meaning like, like it's, it's unique to the child. How did God made, made that person? And I think so often our heart has been towards the individual um, and finding whatever tool is appropriate for your stage in life or what kind of person you are. Um, and, uh, and God's blessed. You know, and John, I think this is one where your heart is so strong in this, is this ability to really sense a person's particular gifts and strengths, their calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then also kind of their wounds, right? Like, okay, where, where, where is this person, where could they use a boost and where could they use encouragement? Where could they use it? You know, maybe it's a teaching, maybe it's just, maybe it's just compassion. Yeah. Um, but in that way, I feel like, like our heart has been way more towards the, the fathering. And, and the other thing that I, I don't remember where I heard this first, I want to, maybe it was Chris Valentin, but this idea that the, the difference between a father and a brother, so to speak. Um, and he was, he was talking about the, mm. uh, the prodigal son, that a father always has their heart for that their kids to exceed them, uh, to go farther, to do better, to grow, to build, um, where, where it can be the brother, uh, the brother's response can be jealousy. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I, like I know that. that this passion we have to see people thrive and then go out and really like win, right? Um, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, go do what God made you to do. Don't do what we do. Like, like, right. you know, we, you've got your own call. Um, and, uh, and that feels very central to where our hearts have always been called, but we kind of only just recently started to put words to that. Yeah, that's really good. And I think, uh, I love what you talked about and that it's not about us, especially as becoming fathers and, you know, Christine, my wife is, you know, she's very much a becoming a mother, a spiritual mother in the faith. And, and, it's not about us. You're always watching out for those that are coming after you. And, and it's that watchful eye. And it's, I guess it's a settledness. Um, you're not working through as much as your, your wounds or trying to get your kingdom or, you know, trying to position yourself in places. It's, it's really a relaxing and in a surrender. I mean, every day it's a surrender, especially we were just talking about this as we were praying before the podcast is that we, don't want this to be about us and we have to (laughs) we're we're people so we have to continue to remember that um but yeah i I love that about the father mother spirit uh, especially in in the church there's a there's probably another piece that's worth saying is i think that what we what our heart is for tempest even um and soul works and all that stuff and i don't want this to sound exclusionary but i do think that we are trying to focus on red meat so to speak, as opposed yeah. to milk. Um, like we're, we're kind of not seeking the lost and not seeking the beginners. We're seeking people who really, that they understand the basics. They, they understand kind of the, the, the core of the faith and they want to go deeper. Um, we're, we're looking to build, I think those, those warrior poets who, who, who have, who have come to understand, you know, forgiveness and sanctification that they, they understand the basics. Um, and, they're, and they're looking for something more. And I think for some people, if they are new to the faith, they might just feel lost. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or that feels, that feels strange and that's fair. Right. And so on the, on the one hand, 
the trick about knowing your audience is you're, you're sort of by definition including some people and excluding others. And I, I don't, I, I guess I don't want to be shy about that, but it's, yeah. it's worth saying out loud. This is what we're trying to do. So speaking a little bit about, you just started there speaking about our audience. Who is our audience? Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, okay. So here's what I've been thinking lately is that it seems to be, um, I think, I think I mentioned men and women roughly twenties to thirty. So like I'm imagining this, this phase sort of in between college and what we would call the royalty phase of your life, like this phase where you are growing as a person and deepening that you're, we, we want to encourage people to excavate their right. hearts, to really lean into cleaning up loose ends, to sanctification, to, to learning and, and development and discipleship. But the folks who, who are in that middle space that we call basically young adulthood. And it has struck me the more that we've written about this, I really don't know any ministries that focus on that age group. Um, for one thing, there's so much church talk about marriage, but demographically, this is an age group that is more and more like they're not into marriage. And so right. I think a lot of them feel excluded, um, uh, like left out. There, there can sometimes be this, this idea that, uh, that we'll just we'll sort of wait until you're married and then we can talk to you again. Right. It's sort of stupid. <laughs> but I literally, I literally had a pastor just the other day who was doing a sermon on marriage. And his, his answer on why this sermon would be interesting for singles is like, well, don't you want to get married? Um, right. as, as if it was the only available choice, right? Like, yeah. it's just a matter of time. Yeah, you and I just heard, uh, we just attended, well, virtually attended because this is being recorded in the midst, in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, we, we virtually re, uh, attended the Few Ideas Summit. And one of the speakers there, and I, I'll put it in the show notes, is so, her talk was so amazing it was very holy about being in being a single and uh as a christian and in that that walk and I, I just loved how she described it and talked about her own walk it was really good you know that that probably i agree as we're rambling a little bit the thing that you just mentioned though <clears throat> about we don't want to have all the answers internally which is mm -hmm. to say like like we have no desire to say like well this is our version of talking about singles or our version sure. of whatever talking about stuff we we are we are super committed to bringing in other like the, the kind of the best and the brightest of what's yeah. out there in the church um and so this should include interviews comments maybe just links like however it is but there's so many really good really good experts out there who have a real passion and a call for stuff and in that regard i it brings me back to the toolbox question is uh, we don't have any there's not a pride question here where we have to sort of have our take on everything um, we want to bring in all these other people and introduce folks to other voices, other, other writers, um, other podcasts, whatever else, so, so that you can draw from there's, there's such a richness in the church. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I don't think we're rambling. I think we're getting to the meat of it. So, um, as far as audience, it's not just going to be video game creators. It's going to be people that are in film, people that are authors, Anywhere in the art space or entertainment space, uh, that's that's our audience. What we want to tap into and help, and so, uh, and I think that covers the audience. There's also the piece to this where, and we've talked about this as we've gained followers on our Tempest Even newsletter, is that there's a lot of folks out there. For example, parents who are raising an artist, or they have an artist that's in their thirties yeah. that's struggling and. And they're writing in and saying, this is so good. Thank you so much for talking about this and offering these resources. Uh, we're, we're really enjoying it and we're help, it's helping us understand our children. We're helping us uh, 
help our children navigate. And that's beautiful. So while we have that specific audience, I know that we're going to be able to reach a lot of, a lot of people in, in many ways. Uh, And Chris, you mentioned a little bit about what you're going to hear on the podcast and the purposes, you know, you're, we're going to have interviews, different people that we maybe have crossed paths with as far as creating resources that we use on Tempest Even, but we're going to have uh, interviews with artists that are out there, both maybe ones that are, are just trying to get their feet wet and ones that have succeeded and the great stories to tell. Uh, we're also going to create some content that we've never talked about before and be able to share that on Tempest Even or other places that we can share resources. Anything else you can think of? Only that I want to, I'm so glad you brought up the creative piece about the audience. Um, I think that yeah. that's, that's a piece that, uh, that I, I just overlooked when we were talking about it, but, but yeah, this focus on, on the arts. Um, and I would say in a, in a similar way that I think twenties and thirties are sort of overlooked, especially singles. I think that creatives are very often overlooked, especially in the Protestant traditions. Um, there, there's, there's not a lot of understanding, I think, about that mindset, about that heart set. Um, and so and so this is, as you know, video games is just one example of that. Of people who are really driven by creativity, the church often doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that also is a big focus. I'm, I'm super glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Well, I don't want to keep it too long. If you want to follow along, you, you can obviously, if you're listening now, you can share this on any of the podcast services for Google, um, iTunes, different ones all out there. Uh, and you can follow along on Tempest Devum if you go to tempestdevum.com or the Soma Games website, and you'll be able to sign up for a newsletter there. And we are so excited about this. We, we've already got some uh, some great topics coming your way on uh, royalty, which we talk about like a stage of, of people's lives. Uh, one about all about Tempest Even and what, what you're going to find there and just some great topics. So we're, we're very excited for you to follow along on this journey with us. Uh, if you've got any questions or suggestions of things you'd like to hear or you're curious about, you can email us at info at somagames.com. And uh, anything else you want to add, Chris? No, I think that that sounds really good, especially for, a, for kind of a first step. So um, thank you very much for this first episode, John. You hooked all up, so it's cool. Well, and uh, if if you're wondering if there's some noises in the background, we're recording this remotely. I'm down about you know, an hour away from Chris, and uh, we're in the midst of the pandemic. Things are starting to loosen up here, but we didn't want to lose this. We wanted to launch now. And in fact, uh, you're probably hearing this in the midst of Pentecost, which I think is really cool to be able to launch something in. And uh, actually, I don't want to lose that. Chris, you want to talk a little bit about why Pentecost, why that's important to us? Pentecost is, is to me, is, is one of the, the most fun pieces in the Christian calendar. And we do basically a, 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 a line of kind of teaching and, and prayer that starts, starts around Advent. It goes all the way through Easter and, and, uh, and, and Pentecost. And it's this whole thing about about the, the really the birth of the church, um, the the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, um, just to so like no one gets surprised. Like like we are we are strong believers in the in the current presence of the of the Holy Spirit. I don't want that to scare anybody away. I also don't want you to think that we're um, that we're like uh, overly focused on it. Uh, but it's worth saying out loud that that's where we stand, sort of uh, experientially and, and and everything else. But Pentecost then is this is this birthplace. I think of the whole 
of the whole moment, like, okay, what's next? And when Jesus makes this very sobering notion that you guys are going to do greater things than I do, like uh, that's where that started. Yep. Um, and uh, and so it's it feels like a charter, right? Like it, uh, <laughs> it like it's not a it it doesn't strike me as something that is that's a, a requirement so much as it's an opportunity. Like 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 the world's your oyster, guys. Like yeah. like you've got you've got the power, you've got the voice of of God at your back. You've got this this opportunity to see the world, to see what it means to bring the kingdom of God. And it's you know what are you going to do with it? And, oh, that's uh, so, and so that good. is so exciting. I love that. Yeah. So we, we're, we're excited to launch in that season and uh, we're just hoping you're safe and we're excited for the episodes to come. So we'll talk to you next time. Right on y'all. Bye-bye.